Welcome back to the Michigan podcast, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to women's sports at the greatest university in the world, the University of Michigan. Megs and Darbs could not make it this week, so I am Zan, but I'm not flying solo. I've got my friend, Nikki Sanford. She was at school. She was Nikki Prue. And we have been friends since literally the first day of class freshman year. Nikki, how are you? And thanks for joining me. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Uh, I am so excited. I've been wanting to get you on this podcast for a bit. Since I'm by myself, I could think of no one else to join me and keep me company. So aside from just being friends for a very long time. Don't say how long that is going to date us. <laughs> no, no, your secret is safe. But you're not just my friend. You are also a varsity athlete at Michigan when you were in school. What uh, what sport did you play? I was actually um, a lucky to be a member of the great track and field team at the University of Michigan. And what was your event or events? I was a thrower. So I actually, when I first got there, started out just doing basically shot put and discus because that's really all I knew and had done in high school. Fortunately, Michigan, they don't have some of the other throwing events that they do in some of the other states like javelin and hammer and some of the other fun throws, but played around with some of that too after I, after I got to U of M. So did you do indoor and outdoor when you were at Michigan? I did. What was your favorite uh, event to throw? Um, honestly, my favorite event had always been the discus. That was even back from when I was in high school. Um, that was my, my favorite event to participate in. But like I said, I started kind of playing around with some of the other events there while I was there. And I actually really came to, to like the hammer throw too for, for outdoor. So sometimes our favorites aren't what we're best at. What was your best event? It was probably the discus. Yeah. So I got to see you uh, compete myself a couple of times, and I'm always just amazed at any any athlete doing things that I cannot do, right? Like I can play basketball. Sure, I, I'm very much impressed by those who play basketball at an elite level, absolutely. But when I watch a sport like gymnast, gymnastics or water polo, some of these really tough um, sports that I don't really play, and with gymnastics, I would never... <laughs> But just to watch people like you throwing these ridiculous weights, a ridiculous distance, that is just very impressive feat. So how did you get into the field side of the track and field world? Testing my memory, but honestly, um, it started back as I, you know, I did other sports when I was all throughout growing up and through, through school, middle school, high school, and um, it kind of started out as just another sport that I wanted to do something in the springtime. I was, I was always a basket. I played basketball since I was, you know, second grade, probably um, picked up volleyball too around, you know, fourth, fifth grade. And then, so by the time I got to middle school, um, particularly high school, I wanted to kind of fill my time. That was just kind of how I was and I just needed to stay busy. So I said, well, I'm going to try out track and, my actually my phys ed teacher at the time, um, lo and behold, was the coach of the track team. And so he had suggested that we try track. And I said, okay. And 
I was never a runner. I can tell you that I never was going to, to want to run and spend all that energy doing a thing that I just knew I was never going to be good at. So I said, well, I'm going to give the throws a try. So I ended up being fairly decent at it and um, stuck with it through high school and um, was lucky enough to obviously um, I was not on scholarship at U of M. Um, I was not that good, <laughs> but um, lucky enough to have the um, coach at U of M at the time, um, see me at a meet and invite me to come try and walk on for the team. So that's how I made it there. You stayed on the team for how many years? All four years. How about that? <laughs> so the novice that I am, shot put and discus have very different throwing styles, right? Um, yes and no. Um, so it depends on how you want to throw the shot. So the shot put can be thrown what they kind of two, two different styles. Traditionally, what they call the glide um, is one style, but there also is the spin, which is very, very similar to the discus spin. So if you are adept at, you know, the discus, a lot of times, you know, they will, coaches will try to get you to throw the shot in the same type of manner as well. So when you threw shot, were you using the spin? I actually used the glide. I, I tried to spin out a little bit when I got to U of M um, at the suggestion of my coach um, and um, wasn't working out so hot for me. Just I think probably because I was so used to the glide, having done that for so many years. So I, I went back to the glide. So the discus and the hammer both used the spin though, right? So the hammer is different than the discus. So the discus, yes, is kind of the, the spin um, thing that you're thinking of. Hammer, you also, quote unquote, spin, but it's very, very different footwork than the discus. You're In the discus, you are trying to obviously create leverage and separation between your lower body and your upper body, almost like a slingshot kind of physics motion with, with your upper body. The hammer is very, very different. And the hammer you're trying to maintain, you don't want to get all that separation as much separation anyway between your upper and lower body. So it's, it's, the footwork's very, very different. Did you throw javelin? I played around with a little bit. That one was that one was not my forte. <laughs> so uh, educate me. Is there another uh, throwing event other than the four that we just talked about? So indoor, there is the indoor version of the hammer. It, but it's called the weight throw. So obviously indoors, you can't be throwing objects as far because it's much more confined space and you don't have the space to be throwing. So in lieu of the hammer during the outdoor season, they actually throw what they call the weight throw. It's just a much heavier and larger version of the outdoor hammer. So it only you can't throw it as far, obviously. But otherwise it's basically the shot put, the discus, the hammer, and the javelin? Yes. All right, let's just dive right into it. How about you tell our origin story? Oh boy, do I have to? <laughs> One of us does. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so my version will probably be better anyway. Um, so my recollection was it was literally the first day of class. I had been down, I think, to practice that day and that afternoon. And I came back to my dorm room, which I had shared with two other uh, girls and had come in. And obviously, at, at the time anyway, we had community showers. We didn't have 
our own bathroom. So when you had to go take a shower, you took all your stuff, went to the bathroom, obviously came back to your room afterwards. Well, I had done that to clean off after practice. I walked back into my dorm room and lo and behold, you're sitting in there with your cousin and my two roommates. <laughs> and I was quite shocked because I was literally just come out of the shower and was not prepared to, to see guys sitting in my room. <laughs> yeah. And you grabbed your, your whatever you needed to grab and said, I'll be right back. I did. <laughs> I said, excuse me, I will be right back. I, uh, yes, I, my first class on my first day of my freshman year of college was calculus and it was with your roommate and we were paired up together with two other students as a foursome and that was your our group for the first day and so we hit it off and realized that I lived in West Quad and she lived in South Quad and she said why don't you you know come over we can hang out you can meet my roommates I said great I've got a cousin who's on the swim team he lives in South Quad too and she said bring him along you know first day of class you're still meeting people and so yeah we were sitting there and then you walked in and it was like all right. You know, you hear things about college and didn't expect that on the first day. But one of the one of the best things about our friendship, and it has lasted this long. And like I said, you know, you are my longest tenured friend from college. What I love about our relationship is that we can go months, years without talking, without seeing each other. And then whenever we see each other next, it's just like no time has elapsed at all. We just fall back into our own patterns and our own relationship that we've always had. And I think it's great. And I hope that you feel the same way. Oh, absolutely. And to me, that's the sign of a tried and true friendship is when you can have those times in your life when life does get in the way, you know, you family, kids, things just don't line up where you can't see each other, talk to each other, um, obviously, as much as you probably would like to. But like you said, when you do get it, that opportunity again, and it's just, it's like time hasn't even and it hasn't even passed, you know. So let's talk about some of the uh, sports that did some things over the past week. We're going to start off by talking about a sport that not many people know about and thus probably didn't realize that we just won a national championship. The spirit team took home two national championships over the weekend. They took home the intermediate large co-ed division IA national championship and the game day IA national championship. And with the game day, it's great because the cheer team is joined by the Michigan marching band for that competition. And that's really a cool thing to, to see when the marching band is up there doing its thing with the cheer squad. And that was a back-to-back. We were back-to-back national champions in the game day category. So congratulations. That's Spirit team. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Most people don't realize that Michigan actually competes. Uh, the spirit team, the cheerleaders actually compete for national championships, but this was the national cheerleaders association and the United dance association collegiate cheer and dance championship. And when Michigan got down there, the field said, just bring it. Michigan said, Oh, it's already been brought in. For the uh, bonus points to somebody that can name that movie, right? Right. The intermediate large co-ed division, Michigan uh, beat ECU and Georgia Southern 
for second and third place, respectively. And the game day division, they beat Southern uh, Southern Methodist and NC State, second and third, respectively. So great weekend for the Spirit team. Two national title banners are coming back to Ann Arbor. And then I wanted to move on to golf. Are you a big golfer, Nikki? I am not, but my husband is. So he was actually just uh, watching the Masters this afternoon. I am not a golfer either, but uh, since seeing as you and I have been tailgating together for many years now, I can comment on your ability, your skill set when it comes to ladder golf. <laughs> you are definitely a, a uh, sniper when it comes to ladder golf, and uh, I always want you on my team, not on the other team. So, well, thank you. If it was if a real golf is only uh, that easy, right? Right. If it was only that easy, and if you only uh, you could play it at a professional level while drinking, right? Exactly. So the 18th ranked golf team went down to uh, the Indiana Invitational. And they just decided to just win the whole thing. The team finished in first place, marking the third team title of the season. It was a three-day event, 54 holes. They went. They shot uh, 292, 293, and 290 for a total score of 175, which was 11 over par. They beat second place Wisconsin by 14 strokes. And as she has been doing seemingly at every tournament she plays in this year, Ashley Lau was the medalist of this invitational, meaning she was the best golfer at the tournament. She shot 67, 73, and 68 for a 208 and a minus eight for the tournament. She finished 11 strokes ahead of the second place finisher. Ashley shot seven birdies in the opening round, which that's a hell of a way to start a tournament. And she now has four career wins, which is a new program record for career wins at Michigan. Next time we'll see the golf team, they'll be at the Big Ten Championships in Pittsburgh in a couple of weeks. So hopefully the golf team can keep to their winning ways. And all right, let's talk about... Water polo. Have you ever, have you been able to see, watch this team at all this year? I have not. Have they been televised much? They have not been televised at all. I was going to say. The only way to watch this team play is streaming, generally on BTN+. Plus. They have been on Big Ten Network a couple of times. So they had two matches on Sunday. Completing their regular season schedule with a 12 and 0 conference record. Nikki, you might not know this, but there is no Big Ten water polo conference. Michigan plays in the CWPA against nothing but East Coast teams. So Michigan is not only the champions of the West, but as far as conference play goes and water polo, they're champions of the East. Congratulations to an undefeated regular season against the East Coast. They finished the regular season with a 24 and eight record. And now it is on to the conference tournament. 
which if the regular season was any indicator, should not be much of a challenge for the team. So Nikki, when we were in college, we played on inner tube water polo intramural team. Did you play on that team? I don't remember. No, I did not. But I heard I heard a lot of stories of, of you guys on that team as well, though. It was insane. So you sit with your butt in the in the hole in the inner tube, and it's just water polo otherwise. And uh it's a really fun way to play water polo. I mean, you you take out the treading of water, you take out the swimming the length of the pool. So here's my question. Like, is, do you still have, do they shorten the length of the pool for this or is it still the full length that you got to paddle in these inner tubes to get from one end to another? With that many bodies and inner tubes, you're not really doing much going the length of the pool, right? You're, you're what I'm going to just call your forwards are basically staying up top and your defenders are staying out back and you're just throwing the ball. You're passing more so than swimming, right? (laughs) Right. Right. So, yeah, I I mean, I miss playing inner tube water polo. That was, that was a lot of fun. Watching this water polo team play real water polo. It it is just a grind of a sport to watch. Then we'll just run down a few more. Uh, The rowing team, six rank rowing team, which was crew when we were in school, which is now rowing. Uh, hosted number one ranked Texas. They had their first uh, and second varsity eights and their first and second varsity fours go. Michigan won the uh, second varsity four, but lost the other three. However, they were very competitive in the, the first varsity eight and the first varsity four. Tennis beat Sparty 4-0 to uh, continue on their merry ways. Always a good day when you can be a Sparty. Especially coming from you, who, spoiler alert, everybody, uh, Nikki lives in enemy territory. Yes, I do. We're not going to say exactly where, because you never know what a drunk Spartan might do. <laughs> Lacrosse, unfortunately, dropped the game to Ohio State at home. Ohio State was up four zip in the first quarter. But uh, they they lost uh, nine to seven, so they made a good comeback, made it competitive. But something's up with this lacrosse team, and we're hoping that they can figure it out because we're running out of games before the end of the season. And then we've got softball. Softball had a one-off game in the middle of the week against Sparty, one six to one, and then they had uh, Penn State for a series over the weekend. They won eight zip the first game, two won the second game, and lost three two the third. So we, you and I, played intramural softball together. What was your favorite memories from that? Oh my gosh! Honestly, well, we we played intramural softball, and obviously we had the co-ed team that we played on. But um, you guys were also gracious enough to ask me to play on your men's team because you guys actually needed somebody that could pitch. (laughs) And so I remember actually taking on um, the football team on the men's side. Do you you remember that? Oh, yeah. I had the game winning run. Yeah. And and we beat them. So that was actually a, a pretty fun day. I agree. And yes, on that note, anyone who ever says, you throw like a girl as an insult. Nikki is right. 
our men's team didn't have anybody who could pitch. And playing co-ed with Nikki, who was the pitcher on our co-ed team, we knew, because there was overlap, we knew Nikki could pitch. And so, Nikki, you were the pitcher, and it was a fun summer for sure. Yes, so, I do remember those days. Those were those were some fun times, that's for sure. We yeah, we we had fun for sure. Then of course our senior year, we lived literally next door to each other. By happenstance. <laughs> By happenstance, right? That's true. So let me ask you this: When you were in college, I meant to ask you this before when we were talking about your your actual you know history on the team. What was your heaviest weight you ever threw? Like just in terms of it, like what what event? No, what oh. was the heaviest weight you threw? Oh, the, oh, that so that would be the weight throw in indoor, and that is uh, twenty pounds. Twenty pounds. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend Nikki is a liar. <laughs> the heaviest weight Nikki threw in college was approximately one hundred ninety-five pounds, and it was me through a window. She laughs on accident. On accident. You can't just like, you know, leave that hang and like, you know, you gotta give it context. <laughs> we'll give it the context that it deserves then. Okay. So as I recall, it was a night, uh, like you said, senior year. We were um again living next door to each other. You had come over with some of your other roommates, and we were playing cards, I believe. Oh, we were playing spoons. Playing spoons, that's right. It was spoons. Um, anyway, we were playing spoons. I think we took a break because somebody wanted to go outside and, and take a smoke break or something. So as we were waiting for that individual to, to have their smoke time, we had all kind of migrated out onto the porch and we were standing there just talking and hanging out. And I honestly don't even remember what started the banter between you and I, but as is, you know, kind of just natural for the two of us, you know, we, when we joke around with each other, you know, you kind of made a joke and you kind of like jokingly kind of tapped me on the shoulder, like a little push and, you know, like, ha ha ha. And I kind of started doing it. We started doing that back and forth to each other. Well, I got a little carried away, I think with one of my little ha ha joke pushes. (laughs) And next thing I know, you're going through my roommate's front bedroom window on the porch. (laughs) That is literally exactly how it happens. And once the shock wore off, you know, seconds in, my body half in the bedroom, half out on the front porch. I'm like, well, I mean, there's no way. I I, I definitely have to uh, milk this. So either you pull somebody pulled me out, or I was able to get out uh, back onto the front porch. And I grab my arm because I see there's this little speck of blood before I'm actually fully out on the porch, right on my forearm. Are you sure? Because I still don't think I saw anything to this day. I swear I didn't see anything. <laughs> so I I turn around and I'm just selling it like I'm like losing blood by the gallon. And you, your face is just like you saw a ghost. And so I just sold that. I did. I thought I hurt you. I really, I was so petrified. I thought I really, because I thought, how can somebody go through a window and not get hurt? Like I thought for sure you were, but would have been cut up from, you know, head to toe and literally nothing. I I was stunned. I was stunned. And and you looked like you were going to cry. Perhaps you did cry, but 
it definitely sobered everybody up. That's for sure. That's <laughs> Which for just sure. led to a lot longer spoon time um, <laughs> to get to get to get back. But yeah, so that's that's one of those uh, those one of those stories that I have told for years now, and I'm sure it's one. It's like those those old man fishing stories where I, I mean, I definitely uh, exaggerate. I'm sure. But that's the fun of getting thrown through a window and having no injury and by one of your best friends who you can just say, yeah, I mean, you won this round, but I'm definitely going to win this war because I'm going to milk this and you're going to feel terrible about it. And that's how it went down. That is how it went down. Not many people have that story in their arsenal when it comes to, oh, how did you guys meet or how, how long have you guys been friends? Well, let me tell you a story. It started with a towel and college ended with getting thrown through a window. So, (laughs) oh man. So correct me if I'm wrong, but you are a member of a hall of fame. Are you not? My high school. (laughs) And what high school is that? Uh, Standish Sterling Central. And what is the uh, hall of fame that you have been inducted into? Um, there's, there's a sports hall of fame for what sports for essentially, I guess all three, they wanted my history of obviously basketball. It's like, I think I told you earlier, I did basketball, volleyball and track all throughout high school. So I was a three sporter. And so, um, I was fortunate enough to have been nominated actually would have been two years ago, but unfortunately, obviously due to COVID, um, they had to postpone, what would have been the induction ceremony, I think in 2020. Um, so it happened actually last this last fall in 2021. And so now when I tell the story, a hall of famer <laughs> threw me through a window. My mom tells that story too. I mean, Oh, I know. I heard her. And any, and my mom always takes Nikki's side when she tells this story. <laughs> and that's why I love her. And that's, that's why she loves you too. Well, Nikki, I really appreciate you uh, joining me on uh, this recording and you are always welcome back whenever you want. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time and I do hope that you, uh, you come back and we can do this again. Yes. Anytime. Thank you for having me. It was great seeing you and talking to you. This has been the Michigan podcast, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to women's sports, the greatest university in the world, the University of Michigan. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We'll do it again next week. Great to be a Michigan boy.